Episode 7. Hi there, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli, and today's episode, with you listening, is now officially ready to go. Before we get started, I'd like to play a special message from Wayne Henderson. Hey there. Come close. I've got a quick question for you. What do the shows Lost and 24, Ballroom Dancing, the voiceover industry, and the 12-time world champion Green Bay Packers all have in common? Well, not very many things really, except that they are all covered on the Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast. The Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast is available in iTunes and at whpodcast.com. Again, you can find the show at whpodcast.com or just search for Tuning In with Wayne Henderson in iTunes. Either way, I want to thank you in advance for listening, so thanks for listening. Thanks, Wayne. That was great. If you have a podcast, too, why don't you send us your promo and we can swap them for our shows. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Museums have always been in a tricky position. Instead of bringing art to the public, they've had to make the public come to them. Not so anymore. Thanks to podcasting and other digital technology, several major art museums have launched podcast collections that give the public easier access to art education as well as information about their wide-ranging art collections. For example, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York has posted a series of podcasts on iTunes featuring artists talking about their work and New York celebrities reading from artists' writings. For instance, you can listen to actor Kevin Bacon reading excerpts from the letters of Vincent van Gogh. Many other museums of note, including the National Gallery in London, the Smithsonian, and the Art Institute of Chicago, to name a few, have recently launched similar podcast collections. Sources predict that many of these museums will eventually give you the ability to download their audio tours to your own iPod, saving you the hassle of renting the museum's audio devices. For more information, check the Vox Talks links at blogs.voices.com slash voxtalk. To wrap up, the blog at webomatica.com noted this week that computer-animated films featuring the talents of Hollywood voice actors all follow the same cinematic formula. The observations were written in response to the opening of the new movie, Ferrets. Some of the similarities include plural noun titles, for example, cars, robots, ants, and so on. Another is the voice casting of at least one famous actor and a stand-up comedian. I wonder if in some way the new Transformers movie could be added to that list. While we're on the topic, I'm happy to share that comedian and voice talent Brian Cox was cast in the Transformers movie. Congratulations to you, Brian, from your peers and everyone at Voices.com. To read the similarities in full at Webomatica, visit Webomatica.com and click on their blog link. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. It's cold and flu season, the season dreaded by voiceover talent everywhere. I remember when I lived in San Antonio, Texas, every October I'd get a cold and I'd get over it quickly, but my voice would be bad until after Christmas. And then six months later, I'd lose my voice again from allergies, which cost me a lot of money. But through that experience, I learned a few things from my doctor. First of all, when you're getting hoarse, the best thing you can do is stop talking. The voice box is swollen, so giving it a rest is really the best medicine. If you do have to talk, don't whisper. It's actually harder on your throat if you whisper 
than if you're talking at a normal level, even though very little sound is coming out. So try to speak normally. Three, gargling with organic apple cider vinegar with the mother still in it. That's that webbing that you see if you shake it up. Mix the vinegar with a little bit of warm water and gargle morning and night. And often that really helps a lot. The old hot tea and lemon helps as well, of course. And a lot of people swear by throat coat tea. Personally, I can't even get that stuff past the lips. But uh, a lot of people say it, it does wonders. One friend of mine got some colloidal silver spray from the health food store and a couple of sprays a few times a day brought her voice back very quickly. And then if all else fails, be sure to get checked out by your doctor. A steroid burst will usually get your voice back. Um, It's not something you should do very often, but it does work. By the way, if you're a smoker, get checked out by an ENT every single time you have problems with your throat because your life could depend on it. And the rest of us, of course, need to take all these tips to heart because our livelihoods depend on it. Oh, I'm glad I don't have laryngitis. Thank you, Julie. That was great. If you have any questions or topics that you'd like to see covered in the biz, email your suggestions to julie at media at voices.com. Tech Talk walking you through the technological landscape. This week in Tech Talk, we'll be chatting about FeedBurner. Got a blog or a podcast? If you do, you're likely familiar with FeedBurner, king of the feeds. FeedBurner is the leading provider of media distribution and audience engagement services for blogs and RSS feeds. FeedBurner's web-based tools help bloggers, podcasters, and commercial publishers promote, deliver, and profit from their content on the web. FeedBurner not only distributes feeds, it also tracks them. You can view how many subscribers you have to your blog, for instance, by viewing an area of your account called My Feeds. And I must say, the culture of the company is also fun and inviting, too. The team at FeedBurner has even made a sticker available of the infamous FeedBurner Flame and encourages their fans to send in a self-addressed stamped envelope to get their very own FeedBurner sticker to put on their laptop or, in some cases, on their vehicles. To learn more about FeedBurner and read their blog, Burning Questions, go to FeedBurner.com. VoxBox, answering your voiceover questions. On Friday, I received an awesome tip from Donna Papacosta on how to get more voiceover work. Hello, Stephanie. This is Donna Papacosta. I've really been enjoying the blog and the Vox Talk podcast and some of the tips that people have been sharing. They're great. I'd like to share something with you. Always put your voices.com URL in your email signature. Just last week, someone who saw mine hired me for a voiceover job. And using that signature is especially important for someone like me who does other things. I do uh, writing, editing, and podcasting. So sometimes people put you in a certain category and might not even realize that you do voiceovers. So let the whole world know. Thanks for sending that in, Donna. And you're right, you never know who may hire you because of one little link. I'm really glad that you could join us today. We're always open to receiving feedback, so if you have something to say, zip it off to us. You can reach me at media at voices.com or by leaving a comment on the blog. Until next time.